0: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Hey, everyone. Good
1: afternoon. This is your host, Chris Marwitz. Wanted to welcome you to Loving That Sports Talk. You know, it's, it's the Wednesday after Thanksgiving. You know, I think everything went well. Um, I, I want to actually, before I get started to talk about that, I'd like to introduce our guests. Our first guest is Travis Booten. Um, Travis, how are you today?
2: Yeah, I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on today.
1: Oh, good, good. I, I understand that uh, you know a lot about uh, football and want to talk about it, and here you're on with us.
2: Thanks so much. Yeah, I'm a... Big Packers fan. I uh, come from New England, so it's been a little tough uh, through the years, but uh, happy to be out here now in Denver. And even though the season's been a little rough, uh, I'm ready to talk about some football. <laughs> oh, perfect.
1: Yeah, well, hmm, I, Green Bay Packers, I have to keep that in mind. That's always a good thing. <laughs> uh, and our other guest, of course, everyone knows him and loves him. He's the uh, former Philadelphia Eagle re- re- wide receiver, James Loving. How are you today, James?
3: good how you doing Chris uh, Travis. I'm good being on. Travis, yeah, if I knew you was, was a Packers fan I would have talked to you <laughs> alright
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I so especially talk. with what's going on with the Packers
3: yeah I hate doing Packers but you gotta give it to Aaron Rodgers he's a great player yeah, Aaron,
1: yeah. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron's awesome yeah yeah so, first of all, how was everyone's Thanksgiving?
3: It was good. James? It was good. how no, it another day. Gone, here and gone.
2: Yeah. Travis, how was yours? It was really nice. I uh good time with family and friends. Uh, had to work, unfortunately, for a piece of it, but really nice day overall. How was your Yeah, style? and
1: lots of football.
2: Lots of football. <laughs>
1: Lots of football. You know, there was three games on that day. That was that was pretty interesting. Mm. Pretty interesting games that happened on that day. So anyway, well, you know, let, let's get started. Um, okay, the, the the major thing that's going on right now with football, I want to talk about, has to do with what happened in Sunday's Sunday afternoon's game between the Broncos and the Raiders. Um, it was it was basically between Keel Tlaib and Michael Crabtree. They were ejected after they threw punches. You know, they, they they were shoved, turned into the sideline brawl. Some people said that Crabtree came to fight and not play football. Uh, Travis, what, what what was your impression on that game
2: and what happened? Um, my impression is like from the get-go, we knew there was bad blood between those two guys from the start. Somehow it always seems that uh, Tlaib's going for that gold chain of uh, Crabtree. But, you know, it seemed like Crabtree really had an issue from the get-go. I think that he was more the inciting source more so than anything else. Um, I think it's interesting right now that it went from a two-game to a one-game suspension at this point. But I have to agree with you. It seemed like from the get-go, Crabtree didn't really seem like he wanted to play. And really, I thought that was going to be a difference maker for Oakland going down. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And both teams really lost their star. Right. Right,
1: and uh yeah it was it was unfortunate that that and and you're right it it did seem like Crabtree this time, the second time that he 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 came out to to uh you know defend himself this time, and it wasn't that he was he was going to play um, the first time when, when this happened back in January, um it was more a key to leave that that instigated everything, but this time it was Crabtree, so james what, what what's your opinion on this?
3: Dude, I'm probably like with Travis, you know, it's bad blood. They knew before the game what was going to happen. I'm sure, you know, they had words and, you know, it was all about that goal change and that's why Talib did it again, you know, when he did it the first time. It was a running joke, you know, everybody's laughing and then he probably seen it again or which Crabtree said he taped it down. So he kind of, you know, was sighting them on, you know, so, I mean, bad blood, they took it to another game and took it to a different level and I just didn't agree. If you're going to give them two games, the way they act, stick with the two games. How can you take that down? I'm not understanding what the NFL is doing. You know, if you're going to do that, then give them four games, and then put it down to two. That's where you really want it, you know? So, I I just think they got to stay, you know, consistent with their fines and with their penalty and what they're going to do. You know, uh, because this kind of looked ugly for both teams. Both teams ain't going nowhere. Yeah. They'll get over it, I'm sure.
1: Well, what does it say about the NFL?
2: Travis? Travis? Uh, I, I think it shows a poor lack on the NFL. You start with two, and then you suddenly are going back. I, I think like you're starting to say like teams that are out of it uh, might as well start doing something to bring ratings in. As much as we've seen with some of the kneel downs happen, I feel at this point it's starting to be like anything that can be a ratings boost, but suspensions mean nothing at this point. They are going one way or another, and we have Ezekiel Elliott finally serving his, which should have started right at the start of the season, in my opinion, but it's really showing that the NFL really doesn't have control as to what they want to do, in my opinion.
3: I yeah.
2: kind
3: of agree, agree with you on that, Travis. I didn't look at it that way, but it is starting to seem like it's a big um, media boost, everything they're doing to try to get the ratings, but what they're doing is negative, you know? I mean, they're not getting the raises over all that negative stuff. I mean, you look looking at everything. Look at the fight with, uh, I think it was A.J. Green, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know? It just seemed like, you know, I don't know, this ain't hockey. Hockey, they go there to see the fights, you know? Uh, football, you know, they already got this bad thing, you know, with the kneeling and all that. So, um, I don't know where it's gonna go. I mean, just the players just seem like they don't care anymore, you know. So uh, I hope the league don't go down, you know. Which I don't think it will. Too much money, but but everything is a media thing. So look how it's been on the news. I mean, it's been as soon as it happened with them. It was all over the news. Channel nine, channel seven. You know. Right. Yeah. It was. It was like I said. That that was that
1: was a big a big thing that happened. And unfortunate because you know it's such a tarnish on the NFL, you know such a black eye for for this to have to happen um, on national TV, and and for everyone to be talking about it. And 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 of course the coaches kind of knew that something was going to come about, or they had to have known. And and you know if they hadn't have talked to the players beforehand, you know. Then uh, that 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 falls on on their shoulders. Yeah. So. Anyway. Uh, so let's let, let's let's talk about you know MVP. That that's something else that's kind of you know people have been kind of talking a little bit about. Who do you think should be the MVP of the league? You know, and and I'm, I'm only going to list two two people. One is Carson Wentz, the quarterback of Philadelphia, and Tom Brady, the quarterback in New England, because those are the top two that people are, are really talking about. James, who, who do you think should be?
3: Uh, I just not think MVP is overrated. I mean, you have somebody that's doing good, you know, and then you know they don't end up going Super Bowl I look at it, it's all about winning it all, taking your team. I mean, last year they had Dak Prescott and. They get Alexander, and then they make it to the after the first playoff. And then, you know, so I think it's a person going to the Super Bowl. And um, wait, you got to wait till the Super Bowl to get that person MVP, you know, because that's the person you want to, so, you know, who's going to help you win that game, you know. Four games are just six things. So I'm not sure any one of them right now, you know, because somebody could come along and be their mountain. They're not even in there. And they're a hell of a. So right now, I don't think anybody.
1: Okay, Travis, what do you think?
2: I think it's. Re- I have to agree with James. It's it's really tough to uh, try to come down to a conclusion because there's a lot of different ways to look at it, I and mean, a lot of these teams. When you think of who's really the best, Bill. I mean, Tom Brady has a great team that he can stand behind. Uh, Bill Belichick as coach, I mean, you can't ask for much more than what Bill Belichick puts in week in, week out. And then on the Eagles side, it is really amazing as to the start they've come off. But some of the teams, you start asking the question as to what a player has done to a losing team and how big of the impact is there. So, like, in the opinion of, like, Aaron Rodgers not being with the Packers and then us suddenly seeing that downward spiral, that, that's the case, but I have to say it's whoever winds up there. But if I had to say of those two, as of right now, I think Tom Brady, even at, his, at the age of 40 right now, is showing that he, he deserves to be in the talk for uh, MVP. Let me
3: ask you this, Travis. Why do you say Tom? I mean, I hear a lot of people say Tom, but you got to look at, too, that system that Tom Brady is it's still, you know easy and they got it all down. I mean, other people that come along to play, I mean, Carson Wentz got better stats, touchdown, less interceptions and all like that, better QB rating. But everybody keeps saying Tom Brady. Uh, Why is that tough? Uh,
2: The only reason why I have to say that is coming from New England, honestly, like, I never was a person who got behind the Patriots, but I had respect for Belichick think at the end of the day, it's really Belichick's system. But any team that comes into New England or is playing New England knows they have it cut out like they're going to be in for a tough game. And somehow New England knows how to win those tough games. They can start off slow, but then they pick up. And you really start looking at the people they have, the injuries they've had. And really, they shouldn't be playing as well as they have. And suddenly, we have Brady looking like he's in his prime again. And to me, that's a reoccurring theme of someone who's really like making a team stand out. That, that to me, uh, at least, warrants the talk for MVP at that point. All right, you Mm -hmm. know what,
1: guys? We need to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about this about the MVP. We'll be right back.
0: You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Well, good afternoon again. This is uh, Loving Your Sports Talk, your host, Chris.
1: And we have with us our, our guest, Travis. Travis, are you still with us? Yes, I am. Oh, perfect. And James, you still here?
3: Yeah, I'm here with the cheese here. Is that what did, Travis? The <laughs> cheese
1: The cheese head. <laughs> the cheese head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so well, before we took our last break, we were talking about the MVP, and I had to, to take a break, but uh, Travis, you were talking about Tom and, and, and Bill Belichick. Um, before I I, I broke away. Um, Was there more you wanted to talk about that?
2: Yeah, uh, I I would probably finish off. I feel like any point, if Tom's in contention for MVP, you also have to talk about who the coach is and Bill Belichick being right there. I don't think Tom would be anything without him. And Honestly, as we've seen some of these QBs come out, we, we can start talking about Jimmy G arriving in San Fran and what he's looking like and being those final two uh, passes that he had last week, he was able to get a TD out. Uh, I just feel like the system there is really working. And at this point, as New England really doesn't have on paper the best team, but somehow continues to win, somehow it's Tom Brady. So that, that that's my piece on why I think he needs to be a possible MVP. Yeah. But, but
3: Travis, I got to disagree one more time with you. <laughs> let, me, let me let me explain this and then you tell me. You got a system that um, Belichick got, the best system I've ever seen, you ever seen, that it always worked for them. But the think a team that comes along like St. Carson Now they don't have that coach and that system and they're winning like they are. Shouldn't I be more of a revival player than what, you know, Tom Brady and have been in the system for 15 years, 10 years, that, They can come along and have the defense and play like he's playing. Wouldn't that be
2: your MVP? You know what? Honestly, James, I I can truly agree with you. I think what he's been able to do, I I think there's still games to be played, and that's the only tough thing is let's see how this final stretch of games go. Because I Mm always get skeptical as to how a team's going to play when they only have one loss. Do they start resting some of their starters? Do they start going soft? Okay. that's the only piece right there, but I think the two of them deserve to have their name in the ring. And right now, if there's a player more than anyone, Wentz, Wentz has it. Wentz definitely uh, has proven himself. I just don't know if it's going to last for the long haul.
3: Yeah, I'm, <laughs> that's the only scary thing I'm scared of because it's, it's almost like Dallas was on their run last year. Remember that? Everybody like, oh, they're going blow by people and get to the Super Bowl. But, Football is so different. I mean, it's any given Sunday, you can lose. It can be to the Browns and everybody thinking, you know.
2: So, yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, I kind of agree with you on that. I think the rest players, Dallas did that. They rest. Remember with the Eagles, uh, the game before, then they didn't come back and the playoff okay, and they wasn't ready, you know. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I, I mean, I'm... Just every year Tom Brady's in there, you know, his name is in for MVP. I'm like, God, can somebody else get that name, you know?
2: You, You know, to speak of a different name, and honestly, it's a team that I've never jumped for, but, you know, they're starting to prove themselves. Phillip Rivers with the Chargers right now, their little stint right now as to how they're playing and really coming back into contention in an AFC West that's pretty much up for grabs since the Chiefs really don't seem to want it, is really starting to, like, pull his team ahead. But it's tough to mention MVP talks up until we can say, like, who's into the playoffs and how these final games stretch out. But he's someone i definitely throw into uh, possible contention, too. Uh, Although it does seem like down the stretch he always seems to fall apart, but we'll see. (laughs) You'll read my
3: mind. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right about Philip Rivers. He he does have a case to the nasties, you know. When it when it comes comes down to the, the pressure time for him. So mm-hmm. anyway, so so okay. So you brought up Jimmy Galoppo's uh, name. Um, let, let's go ahead and talk about what's going on in San Francisco. I understand that he is. They're going to start him this set th- this weekend. Um, he he played, uh, you know one one in a game just a little bit um, last Sunday and you know threw for a touchdown and so now they they've decided they want to go ahead and give him more time and they're going to let him start uh this Sunday. Uh how do you think that's going to that's
2: going to be for San Francisco? Uh Travis Honestly, I I like Jimmy G. I I I think you need to see he needs to see what his weapons are, but I feel like it's not going to be the same kind of week as he uh, finished off last week. I think he has proven himself in some situations, but the San Francisco team really is depleted, and I don't know if I'd want to start sticking him into a losing team. I, I think it's important that he gets reps, but I don't know the possible risk of failure and how much they've really invested into saying he's the new franchise player. I, I'm worried about him. I, I would say that it, they're going to be coming hard. They're going to be doing some confusion kind of uh, packages on him, similar to how the Steelers do uh, on any kind of rookie. But, yeah, I, I'm a little worried about Jimmy G this week. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that it, it's the best move by the 49ers at this point, but they don't have anything else really to show. And I guess it gives it some life to the – Organization,
1: but
3: I don't know if I'd be throwing them in here at this point. Yeah. James, what, what do you think yeah. about? I don't know. I think I got a different take on that because I think he's a free agent, you know, after this year. I wouldn't go there. I mean, if Jimmy G is all what New England said he was and everybody wants wanting him and all like that, I wouldn't go to the 49ers to start my career like that if he'd been there so long. I would go to one of these teams that just a quarterback way, like Jacksonville or, you know, um, go to Denver or something like that. But going to San Francisco, you know, that's going a, to that's a be a piece of work. And you got to look at it, too. In a couple of years or two, they're going to be looking for a younger guy to run that franchise. I'm sure they're going for a quarterback this year to drive. So that's going to be their main man. So when you look at Jimmy G, they're really only need him there in two years, really. So now you're back in the same spot where you leave there being a backup to a Brady or something, you know? So if I was him, I would go to... Um, they got to work on these last five games in you know, the free agent. i go to one of these teams like Jacksonville. that got a great defense. They you know, just need a quarterback. Uh, Denver, there's some other teams, you know, that's right there. just need a quarterback. And, you know, and, and do his talent because, you know... This thing going to work out with the 49ers I guarantee
1: you. Yeah, we learned a lot this this season uh with when it came to quarterbacks. It seemed like about half the teams, you know, were in desperate needs of quarterbacks and uh, you know that they you can always use more than less. So yeah, I you yeah, know, yeah. I I agree with with Jimmy, you know, trying to find a a, a good supporting team for him. Uh, where he's going to be able to to show his wares and and do what he does best and and prove what he did when when uh, Tom was was hurt and and Jimmy played or, or Tom wasn't hurt he was he was on um, had had that suspension and uh, Jimmy played those those four games for him and won three of one and I, I think yeah, he really look, impressed a lot of people.
3: Look at it, Chris Travis. Most teams don't even care about backups. Look at the backups they have. Somebody, you like, wow, can that person run the team? They get a backup just to hold out for maybe one or two plays, then I gave the quarterback area to come out, or one or two games, you know, with that quarterback hurt to bring them back. You never see where you lucked out with um, Minnesota with Case Caden. He's the only backup I've seen that's playing great. You know what I'm saying? So teams, they really care about backup quarterbacks, really. I mean, look at who uh, the Giants going in the back of this week. Gino. Are you serious? Hell, one Greg he, is going to play better than him. But, I mean, <laughs> you look at teams, I mean, they don't really care. It looks seems to me because look at all the backups. Is There no name People are like, oh, man, he get in. No, he not <laughs> The guy for I uh, mean Cheesehead, he just finally uh, almost won a game. What's his name? Um, uh, Travis
2: Chris. no, uh, um, uh, Brett Brett Hundley over a Yeah, day. he better find one. The guy for uh, in the coast,
3: um, Bruce, he won one, I think. They're horrible. Yeah, he's, you no.
2: Know? <laughs> I you see, and that's the thing. I, I I that's why I was saying with Jimmy G, like. He was proven in a Patriot system. Arriving in San Fran, being able to do something in a final drive, kudos to him, but when it comes to at the end of the season when he's trying to find a contract, him starting is probably worse for him trying to get a deal somewhere than anything yeah. else because I think it's really going to show who the true QB is, how good of a QB he is, and I don't see him doing too much of anything, honestly, with San Fran. The running games really depleted come after the first quarter because you're relying on the pass and you don't really have weapons there. So I think it's only going to hurt him in the off season when he's looking for a deal. we'll able to sign to one of those teams and maybe compete in training camp probably. It's all going to be about making a smart choice at this point, but yeah, I, I you, you mentioned uh Eli going to the bench for Geno Smith. I that one is uh mystery to me at this point. Uh, Geno Smith has the same weapons to use as Eli, and I just feel like this is going to get even worse for the Giants at this point.
3: <laughs> look look at this, Chris and um, Travis. Um, only certain quarterbacks can do things in certain systems. Think about it. Look at Matt Castle. Remember he was with uh, New England? Oh, he won that yeah. 11 game. They said, oh my God. He went to another team. What is he now? What's that 3 dollar word, Chris? Bum. He's a bum. He oh, <laughs> couldn't even get, look at that, Travis. He left New England. He didn't know what to do. <laughs> so that might happen with Jimmy G. Think about it. He was in that system with New England. He might have kept playing another, and everybody think he's so good, you know?
2: Yeah, I, I agree, and I, as I said, like I think it's going to hurt. Like when he's trying to get a contract, now that he's playing with San Fran, this is going to show the kind of QB he is, and I, I don't even know if how he'll show up, if, if what his caliber is. We're going to see it, I guess, this Sunday. But I, I think it's just hurting his options more than anything. If he went the entire season without playing, I feel like more teams would have been able to put the investment in. But this, yeah. unless he shows up. There's not going to be much of anything. Well, you
1: know what? We've got to take another break. When we come back, you know, we can talk a little bit more about uh, what's going on there and uh, talk more NFL. We'll be right back.
0: Your internet
4: flagship station for sports.
0: Voice America Sports.
4: Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason.
0: Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, you're listening to Loving That Sports Talk. Again, this is your host, Chris.
1: Uh, we still have with us uh, Travis. How are you? I'm very well. Great, great. We, we, we enjoyed sitting there talking to you and finding out what what you uh, what, what what you're part of the NFL and how you feel about things. It's it's it, it's always good to have have people on like that.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: And James, you know, former NFL player for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's he's still with us too.
3: Yeah, you talk about trying to find out. You know who he is. He a cheesehead. You
1: know what
3: he is. The I,
1: I'm so sorry, Travis. Green baby. It's talk? all good. <laughs> <laughs> I I know what James is gonna buy you for Christmas this year. I know what he's giving you. Yeah. Got here. yeah. <laughs> so all right. So speaking of, of that part of the country, um and you guys brought his name up a little bit ago about Case Keenum. Um do you feel that he's earned his starting job with the Minnesota Vikings? You know, early on in the season, fans were asking for a different quarterback, you know, they wanted him out of there. He wasn't doing good. But since they're now what, they're now at 9-2, you know, it, it, fans are are all happy with him and and everything's great. So you know, James, what what do you think about Case Keenum's starting job?
3: Um if you ever look at football, I follow football or any sport, Every time somebody gets hurt, another person coming. They always have this great year and all of this, you know. It's One is because they knew the team ain't not really got that much, and they don't know to play them, you know. So they're going to have that great year to break out, and, well, wow, he's doing so good and all like that. You get him in the next year, you're like, wow, what happened? You know, they looked at films and figured them out. Like I said with Dak Prescott, yeah, yeah. And I said, wait till next year. People are going to figure it out, start so them films. You know, see what he's doing. Boom. He came and threw the ball 20 yards now. You know, every trying to blame because Zeke, but no, they figured him out. Case Keenum, I mean, he's doing good. Got the team behind him. He's on that little high, you know, right now. But, you know, once teams team starts to sit down, they that playoff, is a different thing. They're going to really study him, you know. Now they only get, what, two days to study him and during the week and when they plan him. But he's having a good year, you know, but he won't be the, the starter next year. I guarantee you that they go back to Teddy uh, Bridgewater.
2: Hmm. Travis, what what do you think about uh, Case Keenum? I I have to agree with James. I think what happens is a lot of teams don't have enough tape. They, They see a guy within, he gets hot, and come next season, suddenly it's a different kind of player. The players really seem to be behind Teddy Bridgewater. Speaking as a Packers fan, I'm more scared of Teddy Bridgewater than Case Keenum. think Keenum's bound for mistakes at this point it's just a matter of his receivers and his running backs at this point making him a better player than he actually is the defense is built there's a lot of things that all he's doing is being a game manager Teddy Bridgewater brings that x factor and apparently he's been running good he's been uh delivering during practice, and I think once you bring back the dynamic play of Teddy Bridgewater, the Vikings will be even scarier possibly next year when they see a real QB.
3: Hmm. You said something good, Travis. Did you hear that, Chris? he said he's a game manager. Um, yeah. I was told um, hmm. players like that, they got a team in defense. All they have to do is match the game and don't make a mistake to lose it. Case Keenum, if they're behind, come back and get them a win, you know. We haven't seen that yet because Minnesota always in the game or, you know, that's when you can start saying, okay, he's a okay quarterback there, but he hasn't. He's just been managing the game now, Like Travis said, he's just managing. Minnesota got a good defense, and keeping them in, you know. So so basically, all oh, he's doing is managing it right now. I mean, look at the quarterback years ago, won the Super Bowl for the Ravens. What was his name? Uh, what was it uh, when they had that good defense, the Ravens.
1: I'm uh, I'm not that, sure who your, what coach you're talking about. Oh, the quarterback. You know,
3: yeah, when the Ravens won it. It'll come to me, but all he did was manage it. The defense was, did everything. He made no mistakes. Didn't turn the ball over. He made me the ball ten times a game. Oh. Ten times he threw the ball. I mean, just have to do nothing. Just don't make a mistake, and that's what Case is doing. I mean, I see them throw more than that, but they usually never behind. Always ahead. When they're ahead, everything's clicking. He's gonna look even better. <laughs> everything's clicking. So we'll see when he gotta win the game. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I see. I I tend to think that you know, if someone's winning the game and 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 and. Yeah, you know, as you say, managing things well like that. Um, it, to me, it's it, it is tough to to change somebody out, and I, I do understand what they keep talking about Teddy Bridgewater, and 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 how the other players are wanting him in there. Um, but it doesn't mean that necessarily he's going to come in and right off the bat and and win games for him like Case Keenum has been. So you know that that's the only thing that scares me. Anyway, well, you know, this is something else that uh, was was kind of brought up a little bit. Um, it was announced yesterday that the New York Giants will be benching Eli Manning this Sunday for G.L. Smith. Eli Manning has been their quarterback since 2004. So, Travis, is this the end of the Giants and Eli?
2: I, I think it is. I think this has basically wrapped it up. Um, and at this point... It wasn't that long ago when the phrase was suck for luck. They're just going to suck for whatever QB they can take off the board first because they know it's not Geno Smith delivering the answers. They're just going to throw in whoever. They're going to try to make it competitive. But at the end of the day, it looks like they're just going to be looking for a loss and trying to get a high draft pick. As for Eli Manning, the uh, question is whether he goes to – in my opinion, maybe Jacksonville, uh, possibly even the Broncos. I feel like those are his two best options at this point come the offseason.
1: Hmm. James, what do you think?
3: Uh, Eli should have been gone two years ago. Uh, was it last year before he had 15 interceptions? I mean, the last two years, I mean, he's just been horrible. Any other quarterback, they would have been pulled and brought somebody else in. But Eli, you know that name, and, you know, they let him go. I mean, he's been horrible the last two years, you know. But the way they did it for Gino, <laughs> I would let Eli keep playing because Gino ain't no better than that. But, you know, maybe they try to, you know, just like you say, throw games, you know, and get to that where they stay in that second spot. But Eli, Eli was done two years ago, and I think he should have uh, went on to another team where he could have got a good, you know. Good year in you know, good two years. But now he's really going to be hurting, you know. He's going to be, what can he do after this year? Get a year? And he got to go to the right team like his brother, like the Broncos, or somebody that, you know, one year that he's done, you know. So, I don't know. I mean, he's done uh, with with the Giants, That's definitely. You know, but the way they did it was wrong. You know, let the man finish the five games there. If he's going to be there, or tra- yeah. it should have been traded him, you know.
1: That 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 was my my second my follow up question is is the Giants shouldn't the Giants just let him finish the season out, you know and 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 that that would have been a little bit more, you know easier to, to for people to deal with knowing that hey maybe there's someone better out there for the franchise.
2: Yeah, I, I have to agree. I I mean I feel like he should have at least finished the season. You can't blame just the QB play at this point for the Giants. He's without Odell. He's without Brandon Marshall the team looks lost and the coaching situation looks no better and they could be cleaning house. I, I would have let him continue to play, especially just for the fans sake. He had the active streak going too, but at this point it, it shows kind of the organization that the giants are. They're, they're looking like they could be possibly worse than the jets. So, you know, I, Where Eli wants to go, we'll see, but it's going to be having to be a team that's built to win now, and there's only a few teams that I see that could possibly take Eli, and as I said, the Broncos and the Jaguars seem like the most likely picks to me.
3: Yeah,
2: Yeah. well, how how many years would you give them a contract with these teams, Travis? One year, two years, what would you do? I would do probably a one-year with an incentivized second year depending as to like what he's able to do, but I wouldn't go any more than that. He, he's definitely shown for a while that like there's not much left, and he's nowhere in comparison to being his brother. If you put any other name on him and looked at stats year in and year out, he'd be a backup most places, but the Manning name just seems to get teams to bite. So yeah, I, I would say a 1 year deal somewhere and hopefully groom a QB that's coming up. That's all you can really ask.
1: Yeah, I I yeah. like what you just said Travis. That that made made a lot of good sense on that. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it, it was it was surprising when I when I saw it yesterday and uh you know, it, it I mean it was it was surprising but it wasn't surprising cuz you know, as far as 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 what what James has said and how poor he's played in the last few years, uh, but then you know, as you as you were talking about Travis, the, the Manny name and and the legacy that the father and and the brother have have given him, um, you know, it's 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 unfortunate that it has to happen, but you know, his age is catching up on him and his ability.
3: We sit here with with um, the Giants giving um, um, Benning all this time you know the last two years you know he's been mm-hmm. playing horrible and then you got Washington over here they only want to get Kirk Cousins in the contract and I mean I think he's playing really good you know so yeah look at it it's that name that keeping these guys in here and I heard you know sometimes you keep a player too long it kind of messed up your organization and you, you know your um the respect you have for that organization. I said, look, now, many don't have no respect for the Giants, but they held on to him too long, you know? This should have happened two years ago. And I think if it did, they would have had a better relationship. But, you know, so, you know, you got to let these guys go like that, you know, when it's that time. got to let them go. I mean, and get somebody in and stop with this ceiling and stuff because they could have had a quarterback that could have grown for the last two years if they was going to have this, these seasons. Yeah. So, but that's all over the Giants organization relation with that.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, we got to take a last break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some other <sighs> NFL teams and what's going on. We'll be right back.
0: James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you, call us at 1-888-346-9144 That's 888-346-9144 Or drop an email to talk at yahoo.com Now, back to the show Well, Good afternoon, this is your host Chris Marwitz uh, Loving That Sports Talk uh, We still have with us We have
1: our guest Travis Travis, you you still still at the tail end with us? Yes I am. Oh, perfect. And James, we still got you there?
3: Yeah, I got my cheese head on. I got it
1: on. Cheese head. Cheese head, Travis. Oh. So okay you guys. I, I but during the break you guys I, I you guys started talking a little bit about um, Aaron Rodgers and stuff and I and I and I stopped you. because uh, I want you to talk about it here on the show. Um so what, what 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 was said was um, you know whether well, basically about like Aaron Rodgers and and you know he needed to have you know James had, had said something to Travis about uh, they needed to have a backup for Aaron a while ago and uh, go go ahead uh, Travis what were you saying about that
2: all right so first and foremost I want to say Brett Hunley, very likable guy good guy uh, very. Good overall person, but solution overall to being Green Bay's QB, no. uh, He is not ready for being a backup. And if anything, to me, and I've said this for a while now, Don Capers from the defensive side needs to go at coordinator. Mike McCarthy has hid behind Aaron Rodgers to be able to make game time decisions I would even say it's time for McCarthy to go. The organization on paper, if you look at the players' names and the talent level, should be doing way better than they have, and they should have made more than just one appearance to a Super Bowl. So coming from a Pathers fan, they need to ha- They shouldn't be afraid to spend in free agency to get a competent QB. Hunley, love the guy. I think he's a great guy, but he's not meant to be the QB to back up Rodgers maybe a third-string role, but he wasn't ready to go. And clearly they didn't groom him the way they thought they were going to have a QB in play. And I know it's tough to back Rodgers, but you need to at least be able to not make mistakes. Having seven interceptions just within a few games is a bit ridiculous. That's not the kind of Green Bay team that I want to watch.
1: Wow. James? What's,
3: what's your uh, follow-up to what Travis is saying? Well, one, Travis, you're right. Uh, Homie is somebody nice, likable, and you won't, if you have a daughter, be your son-in-law. That's all he could be, because he's showing sure up when be <laughs> my quarterback. He's too soft. Two, um, the Packers know better. You're right. I mean, every year Aaron's getting hurt somewhere. They know they have a better backup. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You're sitting there hoping he's only out one or two games. And your quarterbacks can, you know, handle one or two, you know, split, win one, lose one. But, I mean, you get an injury like he got off three, four weeks, five, that's five games you're You know, so Packers, and I'm really shocked, Travis, because you know that organization is run by the town people. So I'm surprised they ain't got, you know, I'm saying, you know, start getting hmm. some people in here and get rid of these coaches and get rid of these, you know. I mean,. The town is that That's the only team where the town run the team, you know? So uh, yep. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, they should have known better because Aaron's hurt. I mean, something's going on with him every year, something. He's out one or two games. You know, then you got Huntley. Man, he couldn't even tell Girl Scout cookies for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, I
3: don't know, Travis. You tell me, am I right?
2: I think you're right. I've, the, the organization like, has been able to hide behind Rodgers and be able to pull off wins that should be more of anything. If you look at like how close games are and just getting decided in the fourth quarter with a Rodgers at QB, has shown that there's been coaching problems for a while. Mike McCarthy, to me, looks like the same kind of uh, coach that just kind of the Colts had the same kind of situation. You can hide behind Peyton Manning for a long period of time, not really have to coach, and then hide in the limelight. What well, player like that goes down, you start to see who the real coach is, and they look bad all pieced together. They are very predictable. You can like look at the television and just see what the play is going to be before it's let off. I'm surprised at this point that Packers fans aren't just calling for McCarthy and Capers' head. It seems like they need to get into a losing drive for it to even start being talked about. But this hasn't been the solution. And prior to the season, Rodgers was even saying that McCarthy's system is predictable. And we look at it now. Hundley's only able to find Devontae Adams. Jordy Nelson suddenly disappears. There's no reason a game manager would be able to find these wide receivers. The team's there, it's just a combination of a bad QB right now and bad coaching across the grid.
3: You said stuff good. You're right. They hide behind Rogers because they know. I mean, look at Rogers winning the game almost by itself, you know. But, he, I mean, that year, like last year, you guys had y'all receiver running running back, and y'all was happy with that instead of trying to find a running back, you know. That was the receiver. Yeah. I mean, I mean he, he came in there when he, y'all needed him, but... He, y'all need a true running back, you know? And y'all you using him. I'm like, really? I mean, because they didn't get it. Like, well, Rogers will get us through this, you know? And now when he's hurt, everybody is turning. Like, what we gonna do? You know, we had um, the Girl Scout, you know, Troop 902 running it now, you know? I like the butter the butter cookies, too, anyway. Got it <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Give me three boxes, Holly, please. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but, uh, I mean... It's, it's enough. I mean, that team, you know, and that should be one of the best teams, you know. So, I don't know what's over those Packers. I mean, they've got to stop. They you
2: should know. It, They And they should be. And if you start looking at the general manager position downwards, it's consecutively bad decision after bad decision. Casey Hayward, they don't re sign, and suddenly he's a lead in interceptions. They don't sign Micah Hyde back, and then you look at his numbers, another member in the top leading in interceptions. What spot are they glaring at? Cornerback position. They don't want to spend money on players. They they bring in these rookies. They have one good game. They tell the uh, organization to get behind them that that's the future, but then they fade away. Devontae, um when they had... Now they're at their like fourth-string running back because Jamal Williams clearly isn't the answer after this upcoming week. I'm sure we'll see why, but it's, it, it gets frustrating to be a Packers fan knowing that they're not investing the money in players and they're really just standing behind kind of two. They, they put one on offense and one on defense, and right now their offensive member, Aaron Rodgers, and then on defense they want to have Clay Matthews figure it out with Mike Daniels, that other than that, like, it's just a rotating piece of who they can get for cheap and to stick around in the organization.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: true.
3: It's just cheap and they're not getting no players. I mean, you had stuck with Eddie uh, Lacy, you know? Yeah. Wow. You know, I mean, just get you a good running back, keep him, get you a good quarterback that's going to be a second string, you know, that's not only the Keep telling you like those butter cookies. Give me three boxes. <laughs> I mean, there's nobody on that team now. I mean, Jordy Nelson. I ever heard his name? I don't think I forgot he was back. Man. And then I like Cobb. Where's Cobb? You know, he's heard yeah. a lot too. You know. So.
1: Yeah, I think there was a lot of a, a lot of uh, injuries, especially in the the uh, in in their. Uh,
3: um, backfield yeah, but,
1: and, but Chris, you know, you
3: but as, injuries, as a lot of teams have have had had a lot of injuries, we know that. Right, and with your injuries, Chris, they're not gonna be injured. But you gotta have well, your backup at least contribute to do something. You know what I'm saying? Just not just be on the field. I mean, you might let the player play injured. You know? Right. I mean, contribute to do something to make sure that you know to the other guy get back. You know that okay. You know,
2: he's back now I should you know. My my other thing is Mike McCarthy clearly didn't change his game plan either. He's held to what Aaron Rodgers likes to do, and there's a difference at QB. You can't have Hunley pretending that he's Aaron Rodgers back there. And it shows with his footwork. It shows with his pass. He's nowhere remotely close. So let him do what he was doing at UCLA. I was saying when they were trying to run with him, The only way you're going to get anything out of him as a QB is if you run a spread system and have the players also go to that system. But Mike McCarthy doesn't want to make any changes. He wants to treat him like a normal NFL caliber QB. At this point, it's like, no, you're going to have to treat him as like the kind of college QB he was. He was able to do things from the spread with UCLA and clearly they can't continue with the game plan that they have because it gets shown that it's just the same old ordinary thing, but you can't just plug in and expect that player to perform the same way. And that's what they're wanting from Hunley, And it's unfortunate because most systems would try to adapt. Mike McCarthy doesn't want to adapt with anything. It looks like the same system he's had since like 2006. Every play is the same. There's nothing that's new. So again, as I was saying before, it just gets frustrating. They, they need to do a little bit of a clean, clean the house with the team. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, our time's up. Um, I I, I hate to cut you off there, but, um, yeah, our time is up. We're going to be back next Wednesday. I hope everyone has a great week and joins us again. So we'll see you all next Wednesday.